Howdy, howdy, everybody. What's up? That's right. It's that time again. It's Pops coming at you with the powwow with Pops. Gainesville's number one secret that no one knows about. <laughs> but uh, more of you will, I hope. Uh, today, uh, I actually have a guest. I know the past three weeks I haven't had a guest. But uh, people's schedules, you know, you get older, people get super busy. And, you know, and most of the people I want to talk to are people who are business owners, parents, and musicians all at one time, so it's really hard to, you know, wrangle that up. But today, I actually got lucky enough to wrangle up a, one of the, probably the first people I met that were a Gainesville person that I hung out with, like, without George, Chuck, or any of that group of people. And uh, that person is Samantha Jones. Hi. Hi, how Hi. are you? I'm good. Great. <laughs> I'm glad you finally could do this. Yeah. It's, uh, I've been waiting a long time to get uh, a woman on my show. Gosh, I've had, so this is my second one, uh -huh. you know, and I've yeah. been wanting to do way more, mm -hmm. but it's really hard. Mm -hmm. And I can understand because women have a higher standard of things than most men do, and men will just get on a mic and just vomit whatever comes out and women kind of want to know if this is you know if this is legit or not so i understand why you probably you know took the time to say yes to doing this and most people most women do and i understand and i think because my wife explained that to me she's like they're probably waiting to see if it doesn't suck she, <laughs> yeah, she totally she's prepping you. she preps me all the time yeah. for that kind of stuff so i've been very lucky just to have found someone who could get me into that 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 line of thinking but um no how you been good it's been uh we've known each other i guess i would have to say about 21 years now 22 yeah yeah probably 22 yeah yeah i met you at the hardback i'm pretty sure was the first place i met you uh-huh uh and i believe the first night i met you was you you were in a band and you were playing that night which that, band was i it? believe it was van builder okay yeah um and that was how I was introduced to you uh, at the hardback as a musician. I was, that was the first time I'd ever seen an all woman punk band. Fronted band, band yeah. Uh, fronted mm -hmm. band. Yeah. And besides whatever you'd see on TV or anything like sure, that. Sure, yeah. And uh, to me, coming from, I mean, Sarasota, you know, great place. People think it's pretty hippie, but it's pretty misogyny-y too. Right, you know, yeah. like it's it's kind of old schooly. Mm -hmm. And I don't think a lot of women down there felt empowered to do that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think at that, that time. And I and I was like, how did that come about? Well, I think that over time, you know, the culture of women playing music has changed, but um, it's not as easy and kind of as you spoke to when we first started talking. Um, it's almost like there's this culture where any dude could pick up a guitar and bang away on it and everybody's like, oh my god, this is amazing. But when you're a woman playing music, you have to nail it. You have to be um, visionary and you have to be cute. So it's it's a lot of pressure. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, when... Uh, but always... the cute part, I do. You, I mean, now that you're older, yeah. I mean, do you... I mean, you're like... that that To me now, I could see back then, but I think even now... That's kind of that part is kind of disappearing. Like you have to be cute part. I hope so. I mean, it certainly is still extremely prevalent. Yes. And like prevalent in uh, 
pop culture yes. where um, you just don't see a lot of ugly women playing music. And I get that culture informs a lot of what young women think. So a lot of yeah. young women, you know, they look to pop culture for role modeling and inspiration and, and stuff, for self-image so. and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff yeah okay um so when did you move to Gainesville when I was 19 I actually moved here on my 19th birthday and what did you come here prior to moving here like was there something no. okay so were you in you're originally from Pensacola uh, born and raised mm-hmm. okay yeah uh is that where your parents are from as well mm-hmm, my mom oh wow cool mm-hmm. awesome Pensacola yeah okay Another beach town. Yeah. Another West Coast beach town yeah. like Sarasota. Very yeah. golfy. No, it's less golfy. It's more, um, there's three military bases. Okay, so more military golfy. And every, <laughs> more like golf of worry. Every corner has a church and a bar on it. So okay. it's very. Uh, Theologically right golf of worry. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Drunkenly. Very drunken. Very drunken. <laughs> but, they, but during the 90s, they seem to have. Uh, they had a pretty good scene there. Sure, uh, yeah. Was the scene good coming up there? Oh, yeah. Uh, ever since I was a young, young teenager, I would go. They wouldn't let me into the shows because they were 18 and up, but I would sit outside and I would listen through the wall. Yeah. And um, my friend Scott Cowgill had bands, Headless Marines, and... The, Listen the, to these name folks. You can find <laughs> these because no, that's yeah. this is the archive. This is another thing too about archiving these bands that people mm-hmm. you can look for and find them somewhere. You yeah. Know, so. Headless Marines, Distant Silence. Um, there are many. And like what what year, what year is this? Like about what year is this that you're you're going out to these shows and you're not being able to late eighties late eighties okay yeah, late eighties that's cool and and um in high school what was high school life for you. What was I that didn't like? go to high school. What? Yeah, I dropped out of high school in the ninth grade. That's probably one of the smartest things you ever did. Yeah. Especially I, when it comes to Florida schools. I hated it. <laughs> it was I didn't fit in. It tell was, me tell me it was yeah. not one boring. Yeah. And it, was, it wasn't informative. No, I wasn't learning anything. Right? Yeah. That was my issue the whole four years of high school. That's what mm-hmm. I always get in trouble because I'd be because yeah. I, I would ask questions. I'd be like, can we get some real fucking history right, here? Right. You know, like the punk rock mentality, you wanna yeah. You question everything, yeah. and you want to know. Yeah. And in high school, they definitely don't give you that fucking answer that no, you want for sure. Don't. So you drop out of high school in ninth grade. Yeah. Your mom's totally cool with that. My mom, I had a key to the house by the time I was seven years old. Like my mom oh, shit. wasn't really around. She helped me with sports. Though. So you're a, so so technically a latchkey kid. Yeah, totally. I was one as well. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, so your uh, mom worked a lot. I'm guessing. She was a single mom, and she had five kids. Wow. So I, um, I'd come home after school and wait for my teenage brothers to come home and raise me. So okay. That's why I'm... So four older brothers? Yeah, three older brothers and a sister. And they're all older than you. Yeah, they're all older than so did So did... In that sense, did shit always roll downhill? Since there was that kind of household when the mom was not there around? Like, you like... All right, no, but I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. All right, Sam, you do that. Yeah, like... no, nothing got done ever. <laughs> um, and, you 
you know, half of my siblings adored me and the other half <laughs> tortured me. So it was pretty well, it was even. I, you, I, so that means I survived. A well-rounded person. Yeah, yeah you got that. I'm a pretty tough person. Yeah, you are. Of those things, I've, so. I've seen you wrestle men. Yeah. I, uh, you've <laughs> wrestled me. You're tough. I, I will have to vouch. I used to love to fight. It's Well, see, the yeah. funny thing is, is you're probably one of the toughest people I've ever wrestled in town. Yeah, I'm mean. <laughs> Honestly. I can be mean. Hi, guys. I'm talking about all you men out there. That's yes. Not, not an invitation. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. But no, okay, so drop out in ninth grade. What were you doing? So how long between dropping out of high school and moving to Gainesville? Well, I dropped out of high school, but I was... You like, what, 16, 17? I was 15. Wow. I was an avid reader. I You couldn't stop me from reading anything. Okay. If I didn't have anything to read, I would read a ketchup bottle, and I would read the dictionary. I would read an encyclopedia. I We grew up without a television, so everyone would say, oh, did you see E.T.? And I'd say, no, I read the book. Did you see Jaws? No, I read the book. I read the book yeah. every time. And so by the time I was 17, you had to wait to take your GED, but I lied. Yeah. Back then, you could lie. Yeah, yeah. You could totally know. get away with shit back yeah, in the 80s I mean, and I, 90s yeah. that you can't get away with now. So I lied and went. <laughs> Sign your own parents' names and shit. Like, exactly. Commit complete fucking fraud that yeah. you can go to prison for. Yeah. <laughs> I did take the test, and I was finished with high school. You know, I, I scored high enough on the test to where I was given, like, a high school diploma. Cool. And in between all that, I ran away, and I lived in Atlanta. And so what was, was that? So how long was the Atlanta... I must have already gotten my GED. John. I think I'm a, I must have gotten my GED and then left because I didn't come back till I was 18 and a half. So for like two and a half, yeah, three two years, years in Atlanta. Yeah, a year and a half. So what were you doing in Atlanta in the late 80s and early 90s? I lived with <laughs> friends. My boyfriend at the time lived up there and we all lived in an apartment. And I just played Nintendo a lot and worked at TGI Fridays and... My girlfriend had a Mustang, so she just loaned me her Mustang, and I would just drive around <laughs> Atlanta, just kind of hot rodding around. Were you get Were you going to shows and stuff back then in Atlanta? Were you into, Were you getting into that thing yet? Was that pulling you? I didn't that much. I played guitar a lot. I played guitar every day from when I was fourteen till you know today. So I um I mostly just stayed at home. I didn't know that many people. And it was hard to branch out because I just lived with in this kind of like I don't know, closed still, environment. Yeah, almost it was almost a, like a nuclear family of weird freaks, and we just okay. stayed weirdos in the apartment. Yeah, I know. Jay Crown, the, we had a, I did an interview yeah. did this with Jay Crown, and we were talking about how we're all just a bunch of weirdos, you know, like, and it's like we've all mm. the weirdos congregate. You know, we all end up, mm -hmm. you know, the weird, it's just like the circus. Well, no one wants to be alone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Weirdos have feelings yeah, too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. You do not do much in Atlanta doing TGI Fridays, which used to be my fucking jam back in the late 80s, early 90s, man. The chicken, the chicken salad. Maybe I cleaned up your dishes uh, one man, time. I don't know. I love that shit. Yeah. But, um, okay. So you moved back to Pensacola when you're 18, you say? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I was there for a hot minute, a couple months, and my girlfriend, Jessie, yeah. who played in Van Bilderas with me, said, I'm going to move to Gainesville. And I said, well, you're my best friend, so I'm going to go with you. And I didn't really think anything beyond the move, except for that Spoke and Radon were from here, and I wanted to play music. You so. said that you, the first man you just said just always yeah. makes me smile, because I, that my, first, uh, my very first podcast, I played Spoke. 
right because that was the that was the first song I heard at the hardback right and I, the first song I ever heard at the hardback was Antihistamine yeah and just talking about it now yeah still gives me goosebumps yeah I think me too right you yeah. know like it just for some reason when it came on yeah. I was like I'm fucking home right you know my what jam I mean? was Hollow Speak though. yeah that that's a good oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. but that album just yeah. all in all like that's well they funny. had toured through Pensacola at so that you were time. lucky enough to have gotten to see them I never that got window, to see them I did not get to see them I was working at a stupid Greek restaurant overnight <laughs> and I came home and they were all there they stayed at our house and I met uh, Chuck and John. Mr. Rashi. Yeah. And, uh, Shout out, boys. They all said that they were um, from Gainesville. So we were like, well, I guess that's where we're going to go. Because it was hard to play music in Pensacola. Yeah. It was not supportive. And Sarasota was the same way at that yeah. time period. Mm-hmm. In that time period, for sure. So, I mean, we came here, started a band, and we were playing shows within a few months. I mean, I had literally been playing guitar for four and a half years at that point and my boyfriend would not let me be in his band because I was a girl so this is a story that I'm not going to wait to finish (laughs) for you so years later I'd been playing in Van Bilderas I'd been playing in Crustaceans maybe playing in Rumble Seed and the guitarist from the band came up to me and was like Samantha and I was like Danny and he's like you rock. And I'm like, I've been rocking since you've known me since I was a child. And he said, I'm so sorry. Yeah, for being a fucking so misogynist douchebag. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Maybe it made me tougher. Maybe it made me better. Because I would sit at home and shred, man. I was so pissed. That's where you, that's where you, you know? just took your finger, put yeah. it underneath your armpit, and put it underneath. There no, you no, go, no, there you buddy. Go. Yeah. Fucking dumbass. So I was like, you know what, Danny? <laughs> See, it's okay. Boys are stupid. That's was, just, yeah. I mean, we. it's like... Thanks for coming out to the show. Yeah. Thanks for your money. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's an awesome story. I like that. Yeah. It's almost like, uh, it's that thing where, I mean, and, I, and I'll have to tell you as a man, we all have that moment. We, where, you know, like when we, sorry. where you, where yeah. you, where you click, where it clicks on you and you finally fucking get it. Yeah. Where you're like, wait a minute, the parts aren't what make us. Right. It's what's in the head and in the heart you know like that's what we 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 put the parts in front of the humanity sure you know and i i mean like one of my biggest things what i talk about a lot on my podcast is like stop putting people in fucking boxes you know we're not boxes we're not a race we're not a fucking you know this is these are all made up concepts Mm -hmm. that were made up by fucking people that wanted to control people you know what I mean, and 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 it, and it's worked. You know, like and mm-hmm. and and when it pops into people like me, yeah. who want to grow as a human being all the time, and then mm-hmm. you have that moment, and then you feel like shit for yeah. all the times you were like, "What the fuck, dude? Like, why didn't somebody explain this to me earlier?" Because it makes so much sense and it's easy. Yeah. But when you're raised in a misogynist society, you don't ever fucking see it. Like it's 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 that kind of that kind of having. Because I even see it in my own home with my mom when it well, comes to Well, you don't see it, but I see it. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I see it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you women know, like, see it. And yeah, black women people see it. See it yeah. But white, it. white men are so lucky because they don't have to see it. Mm-hmm. You know, like we, like, I haven't spoken with my family in like two and a half years. We had this big blowout with over my wife because mm-hmm. they were being racist to her. And stuff, right. To her face. Uh, uh, and my so, family. Yeah. So finally, I, I kind of had <laughs> yeah. this big blow up. 
And, and, and like, and my stepdad, as I was leaving the house, said, listen, you left free white and healthy. You know, and I was like, that's some Jim Crow shit right there, dude. Yeah. I was like, that's what white people fucking say. Yeah. You it's know, good I was to like, check that privilege. You know, you know, every, and I check it every day. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I check every privilege of mine every morning I wake up because I count myself one uh, amazingly lucky because I didn't have a choice to one who I was born to, where, mm-hmm. and when. Yeah. Those those things mean a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you, you can't fucking choose, you know, and like my whole life I fucked off. Yeah. Most of my life and I've still ended up pretty fucking good. Yeah. And that's because of this. Right. And I know that. And it sucks. Because if people at sometimes would have actually judged me on the content of my character, I would not have moved ahead. Sure. Yeah. Because there were times that the content of my character wasn't good. Yeah. You know? And people don't realize that. So, yeah. huh, deep moment. Thanks for having that deep moment with me. Well, I also, <laughs> you know, like I said, with the whole thing with, like, the band thing. Yeah. Just kind of steering it back in a musical direction is just, um, maybe I wouldn't have been as proficient as a guitar player. Maybe I wouldn't if, have, if have been achieved, that, yeah. like, that level of mastery that I have, you know? So, in the, um, the 20-some years you've been playing music how many bands oh my god i don't know i was gonna I I, I, you should have been ready for this one because i you I knew know. this was coming right. how about give me not the short-lived ones you don't have okay, to think not about the those. joke bands. yeah not the joke bands okay. but the ones that because i mean i tried to count right and i couldn't um, quite get the number down let me see because you've been playing you've been playing pretty much non-stop for the past 21 years yeah for sure I would say... Which I'm super jello. <laughs> probably, um, not counting just little things, probably 12. Wow. Yeah. In, 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 in your artistic travels mm-hmm. through this musical landscape that you've created mm-hmm. with these people, what has been... What is, has changed always been the most important thing when it comes to these different types of bands that you do because I, I you kind of change you you're able to you have this ebb and flow to you where you could play the punk rock music or you can play rock music or you can go lighter side or you can go folk mm-hmm. you know like you do you have this ebb and flow to you that's very it seems natural musically yeah well I have a lot of influences I, I grew up listening to like you know, jazz music, rock music, you know, Grace Slick was big, Janis Joplin was big. Um, but also, uh, to me, it's more about connection. I think there were a few times where I got together with a group of musicians and we wanted to sound like something and we were right. trying really hard to do a specific thing. It never worked. Never worked. But what did work is if I got together with people and we all just played. Right. So for me, it's very easy to land in something and just kind of, I feel like I'm a strong songwriter, but I also feel like I'm very good at being supportive. I can back off and let other people shine yeah, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. step forward when I need to get louder. And so for me, it's easy for me to just kind of drop into whatever that I feel inspired by yeah. and just be that. So um, I definitely went through a phase where... I just wanted to focus on the song. I wanted to write these beautiful songs. I wanted to sing really beautifully. 
And I barely played guitar at all. Right. Like, you would see me live, and it's like I'd be holding a guitar and just really lightly, but mostly it's just a strong, almost like acapella. Yeah, yeah. Like, story. So that was a phase. I don't know. I'm definitely leaning just more towards playing rock and roll right now because I feel just like I have a lot of energy yeah. right now. Yeah, I feel and the I same way. I feel like way. that would be helpful. I yeah. feel like that would be helpful for me. So I'm Nice release. Yeah, so I'm playing with the... I ended up in the band roulette thing again. Which oh, I'm, cool. Yeah, and so I um, I am still in a band that I ended up starting with Strangers two and a half years ago. Yeah. From a, a band roulette, and the girls are awesome. And that band name is? Guts. That's right. Mm-hmm. I was going to let you yeah. say it. <laughs> Guts, check yeah. it out, y'all. Yeah. How did you come up with that name? Oh God, it was funny. Because um, it's it's a it's, fu- it's a funny name. It's a funny name, and uh, <laughs> everyone's got one. Yeah, so <laughs> we had to call it something, and we really thought we were only going to play one night. Guts. So we were texting back and forth, and the original band name was even worse. Uh, Kara had texted me, "Why don't we call it Annie? Got your Annie? Annie get your?" And then the text broke, and then she texted. <laughs> Guts, but all I got was guts, and I was like, "That's great, let's do it." So she's like, "No, no, it was this whole phrase, like Annie, get your guns," and I'm like, "Oh no, we're not no, gonna... just guts, just guts, yeah." It's one word, one word band name, it works. Yeah, and, and then, then was that a three piece? It was. A, it's a four piece. Four piece. It was okay. a four piece for a while, and then our drummer moved, and um, a new drummer stepped in, and then goddamn drummers in this town recently quit. Drummers are hard. <laughs> we knew it. It's like you. Yeah. We, it's, oh yes, drummers. Again, I keep telling these people, if anybody's listening, their drummers is, move to Gainesville. You will be very popular, I assure yeah. you. You'll have it, you don't even have to double bass it. Yeah. I mean, just, just come here, hold a 1-4 beat, you'll be good. Yeah. You, you'll be in 10 bands within a week. There you go. <laughs> Seriously, That's dude. I should have came. I should have... I wish I would... That was the... I always wanted to be a drummer when I was a kid. Yeah. But my parents were like, fuck you, we're not buying you drums. Like, they wouldn't buy me any instrument because yeah. they just, that wasn't happening. It wasn't you know? on their radar. Yeah. You can go play clarinet. Yeah. How's that? It's very quiet. Yeah. And it doesn't take up any space. <laughs> it doesn't take up any space. Yeah. So, okay, so you've been in all these bands. There, are, There's also been many other things that you've done throughout the years. Like, what what have, what, are there any artists, are there artistic um, things that you do besides music? Like, are you, do you like to paint? Do you... No, I'm a writer. I write. I, uh, I do all the content for the studio that I run now, and I keep a blog that's mostly, mostly about health and yoga, but I, um... You can advertise that blog. <laughs> it's called Everybody is a World, and, um, it really is mostly about yoga, but I also, oh, that's cool. um... My focus, I ended up putting myself through college, so when yeah. I got here and played music for a while, UF was here, and I was able to get a Pell Grant, so I put myself through school and graduated with honors, but I focused in um, creative writing, so okay. I've always written short stories and um, just, you know, blog posts, stuff yeah. like that. I used to do zines and stuff. Yeah, I remember but, you used to do zines and mm-hmm. stuff, that's you know, that's kind of a thing again. Like, people yeah. are doing the zines again, which is kind of neat. I started seeing that people were actually, like, people were mailing zines again. Yeah, it's exciting, right? Like, it's kind of neat. Like, yeah. they're, they're, we're kind of, we pushed for technology, but then it kind of got to the point where some of us were like, yeah, it's a little bit too much, maybe, in yeah. some parts of our life. 
Well, just to so it's not the an intimate. Yeah, the tactile. The tactile, and it's aspect. not intimate. Um, even having a blog post, like I wonder, I don't know. I think blog post. What I liked, I like. I'll there's there's you know I'll go on WordPress and read. I like yeah. going on there. There's there's some good stuff. Yeah. Like if you get somebody who can write really well and it, tell it in a, a good amount of time where it's yeah. not draggy, but you can get a lot of good stuff. But yeah. if if it were definitely. On a book, it'd probably be more, yeah. like you say, a little bit more conceptual for people to get. So, have you, have you, have you ever tried to write a book? Or? I am actually about to start writing a book. What? Yeah, I am. I, uh, I'm going to start interviewing my mom uh, about her experience because it's just been insane. She's had a really, actually colorful, interesting life. Yeah. And so I don't intend to write like my mom's biography, but just basing like a fictional wow. character yeah um, yeah that's really that's fucking yeah. cool as shit and also kind of integrating some of my own story because i've done some really cool crazy stuff and yes like, you have it's just like the uh, <laughs> perspective though just yeah like the intimacies of that you know? i love i love the well see that's the thing like some of the people that come uh, that i talk to you know some people feel free about talking about wild crazy things that they did and other people are afraid to you know like right. people have kids now yeah and shit and yeah. i mean i myself you, you, i i don't have any kids so i don't have to worry about fuck you right, know like right. i can do whatever the fuck i want i can yeah. say whatever the fuck i want at any point in time so it's like i know how many on your tours like what's some of the wildest shit that would happen like during a show like, what's one of the wildest things that happened to you during a show? I just remember when Bitchin went out um, to the West Coast. Like, they were waiting for us. Like, we were on the cover of Maximum Rock and Roll. Yeah. So everyone knew we were coming. We were, you know, going to play at Mission Records. We also played at a house party in Oakland. And they greeted us with their wild, open arms. And it was just, I mean, it was... It was sweaty and it was packed and it was crazy and but all of our shows were kind of like that i think the craziest night of tour ever was after a show we ended up staying with some folks at a place and um we were just playing soccer in the street and having a good time but one of the guys told me that he knew how to breathe fire so I was like, well, I want to learn how to do that. And he's like, okay, well, you have to take this proof alcohol and you have to take this torch and you have to really project. Like, you can't just let this, like, proof yeah, alcohol, go. like, you know, you can't do that. <laughs> so I did. I, like, learned how to breathe fire, like, in the street in um, Asheville. And that, was, that was crazy. That's like probably the no, most, that's a good one. That's the craziest one of the craziest. You could have burnt your face. Yeah, I could have burnt my face. Off. You could have totally because there's videos of people trying to do that and stuff. Burning their face. Burning off. Them, it's like ah! no, I guess I, I had the confidence. <laughs> you did have the confidence to yeah. pull it off. That's yeah. awesome. So you have two kids. I do. Two boys. Yeah, four and nine years old. Already. Mm-hmm. Nine. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. Time flies. So I really have this kind of like dual life like there are shows where I can bring them where it's early yeah. people aren't getting too crazy but I kind of protect my children from a lot of crazy stuff I um you know I definitely still I mean cause if you're gonna I mean if just out of just you know this if you stay in Gainesville and they grew up in Gainesville and grew up with the kids 
of the kids of all of right. they're gonna get in their crazy shit one day. Sure, they can do that on their own. Yeah, that's I'm not yeah, drag yeah, my yeah, kids yeah, yeah. Around to a bunch totally. Of crazy stuff, no, so. I got you. Yeah, I have a good partner and I have really good friends, so it's easy for me to have a lot of support for my children and still go out and dance all night yeah. or play music or um, be you know have my own sense of uh, independence and. What's it like being a mother? I've always wanted to be a mom, so that's important. Yeah. So I take it really seriously. Yeah. I, uh, I'm not like a helicopter mom. I like for my kids to run in the woods. I Live. Yeah. I teach my kids how to cut food with knives. I teach my kid how to strike <laughs> matches so yeah. that if they're ever in that situation, they know, what they know how dangerous that is. Yeah. So they're not going to be, you know, <laughs> yeah, they're not going <laughs> to... They're not going to be afraid of everything. They're going to be responsible. Yeah, that's a good... They're exposed to that kind of stuff. Do you feel you were responsible uh, coming up? Do you think, like, in the way that you grew up, you, even though it was kind of probably wild or whatever with your brothers and sisters, do you think there was a form of responsibility that they taught you growing up? No. I feel like I was raised by wild animals, and I feel like that made me a wild <laughs> animal. So right. I know that I'm extremely lucky to be alive. Extremely lucky to be alive. I've you're one. Of, you're one of the many grave jumpers. I is what I call us. Grave jumpers. That is so apropos. I um. I want to start a band called Grave Jumpers. That is a great name. I um. Yeah, definitely have put myself at risk. Yeah. A lot of times, just engaging in really yeah. wild behavior, hitchhiking. Yep. Like the crazy stuff. Yeah. yeah no, I understand. Like fighting. I, yeah. Fighting uh, people skinheads. Pulling, people pulling guns on you. Like, crazy shit. Yeah. Just. Yeah. That's I think about Walking that too. Alone at night. Yeah. yeah, and all the times where you knew something, where Trust you could just feel yeah. the 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 negative energy around you. You know, you know, definitely. I definitely have some kind of I don't know, good karma, good bubble. Yeah, spirit. It's whatever. that positive. It's that positive bubble. Yeah. You know, I'm. In all your bands, what, which one to you? Up to this point. I don't know if this will be an easy answer, but which one, which of, which one of them is the one that, like, probably had the most effect on you as a person? It's hard to say. Um, I would say traveling with hot modern music was really instrumental to me because that was a really weird place in my life. Right. Like, I had kind of burnt myself out, and I was. I was I was in trouble. I yeah. was in a lot of trouble and um it was Chuck who was like he saw me playing acoustic and fell in love with me and yeah. told me that that he loved me and that he loved me just the way that I was and that I was going to be okay. Yeah. And um he literally saved my life. Like he saved my life probably in a very in that figurative way of yeah. just like pulling me up out of this mess that I was in, but also he like pulled a water moccasin off of my foot, just like yeah. you know a couple things. Yeah. But um, so that was really important to me, and I don't think any of those guys really took my music seriously. But when we played together, we had really good chemistry, and it sounded good. So yeah. Rumble Seat was like a really, really solid band. Yes, they were. And um, I don't know. That was like a point for me musically. I think playing in the Crustaceans was really huge because I did it for years. Yeah. So I played with them from when I was like 20 years old until I was 24. And so I really grew with them. Yeah. Like they were my friends and we supported each other. 
through a lot of just like normal you know getting through adulthood kind of stuff yeah but so that was all kind of happening at the same time yeah yeah there's a lot of stuff going yeah. on back then and <laughs> but I'll remember like yeah. going to Europe with hot water music and just I was the roadie who set up George's drums and <laughs> put new strings on the guitars and tuned up the guitars CC was the uh, the merch girl yeah and so I'm the one doing all this work and I'm like I'm a fucking musician too, man. But I guess I'll tune these guitars again. And just being <laughs> egotistical and being in my own space and really feeling like an outsider in this thing. And right, right. So we went to Green Hell Records in Berlin and I'm like leafing through the records. And one of my records was in this record store. Yeah. And it was very affirming for me. Yeah. You're like, after, I guess I'm like, not doing so bad. Yeah, right. So that's a pretty. That's so a pretty I'm in a band that's got records in Germany, and I'm t- I'm on tour being a roadie for a band. So I know, it's right? Not that bad. And plus, I got to go to Europe, and uh, you know, Chuck and I had this great idea of like, let's not get totally tanked every night. Like, mm. Let's have one or two beers, and then we can wake up in the morning, and we can explore these countries and explore these cities. So we would wake up hours before anybody rolled over with their hangovers <laughs> and stuff, and we would go explore. and Go chick shit. Is that, yeah, did, is that when you guys went to like Czechoslovakia and shit? No, we didn't go to Czech. We uh, went to... Um, what year was that? What tour was I that? I have then? no idea. I've, I actually 2000? have the worst memory. That, that was before ever. Caution. Yeah, it couldn't have been 2000. Forever and Counting? 98, maybe? 97, 98? Sure. Because I toured with them in yeah. 98 when they went out to San Fran. Okay. Yeah, Like, we did, like, that there. month. When so they were, like, really touring yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot. Yeah, so that was... Till the wheels fall off. Yeah. Literally. So that was that. <laughs> yeah. Mentally, mostly. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. I lost all fucking four. People were definitely coming unhinged. It's so funny, dude, looking back. I mean, to me, it just laughs how, yeah. uh... Like, me and George, George came over the other night when we were talking. Mm-hmm. And we were just laughing about, like, how... Just how fucking dramatic some of the... You know, like, yeah. how we thought some things were just, like, so... It, it, just silly shit. Just silly shit that happens when you're young. You know, we, we just make fun of each other all the time about all the dumb shit we used to do when we were younger. Yeah. You know? Like, dude, do you remember when I re- overreacted and punched the van fender? He's like, what the fuck's wrong with me? Yeah, there's just a lot of... <laughs> what it was was alcohol, angst, and lack of sleep. And is a lot what... of passion. <laughs> and a lot of passion. And excitement. And emotion. Uh, well, I think that's the thing, too. Where there's, yeah. I mean... That's another thing, too. The weirdos, that, that whole thing. I mean, I think when it comes to artists, a lot of people don't have, who aren't artists, don't have the empathy for those that are because they feel those people are maybe too passionate or too sensitive or too, you know, like, or, you know, like get a toughen up, you know, and it's like, you know, that right. kind, they give you that kind of shit, and you're like, motherfucker, that's not who I am. Right. You know, like, I have to cry. Yeah. If I don't cry, I'm going to kill somebody. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Like, it's like, you can't, thing. you got to let that, you have to let that negativity out and, and, and try to do the best with it. And yeah. you have seemed to take that idea and grow it to a business now which you now you have a yoga business which yeah. is amazing well i've always done yoga i've done yoga since i was 12 and um 
I've seen some of the pictures. It looks like you've probably been doing it longer than that. But yeah. You do I'm some pretty crazy. I'm pretty strong and I'm pretty flexible. And no, I will not months. attempt any of those so you can laugh at me. Yeah, no. <laughs> Sam's like, do this one. Dork. <laughs> Ow. Oh, no. I mean, I'm supposed to. My back leg's cramping. I'm supposed to be able to do that stuff. Man. I'm too old. Yeah. <laughs> Turning 45 this year, man. That's exciting. Yeah, I don't feel it. Yeah. I feel younger now than I did when I was in my 20s. Yeah. I really do. Like, it's a totally yeah. different... We were probably exhausted when we were 20, though. Yeah. But no, the one thing I wanted to say... One of the one things I wanted to say thank you about... Um, was one of the nice things that you did was... the uh, You were the first person in Gainesville to, like, just hang out with me one-on-one. And, uh, you know, get me in the right state of mind... Um, and like you fed me lunch and it was just me and you hanging out at your house and you were playing music for me and shit like that. And that was like the first time we was that at the apartment. No, it was at the old house across from GRU. Oh, right. We okay. Tina. Yeah. 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 Chuck lived with me. Yeah. For a while. Yeah. I remember. And, uh, yeah. yeah, that was like, and you were like the first person in town to do that. Yeah. And that really, that meant a lot to me. Yeah. It was really cool. It, and I have to say, I really appreciated that a lot. And, okay. and it, 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 uh. It uh, it kind of it kind of cemented the fact that Gainesville was what I was hoping it would be. Yeah. And uh, you know, as I got older, and as I was telling you before with the anxiety thing, <clears throat> as years progressed, like my social anxiety was always shit. Mm-hmm. You know, very bad, and that's why I drank so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just so I could, <laughs> you know, just get out there and do stuff. So it's like, uh, I always wanted to say I appreciate everybody forever. Always. If I was ever anyway too drunk of an asshole or anything at any point in time, I appreciate you always being kind enough to not, or being kind to me for being a dick, you know, if I ever was. I don't know. I don't know how, there's a lot of things I don't remember how, if I treated people and I've heard things like over the years and I, I definitely never wanted to uh, be be disrespectful to anyone in this town yeah, at any really point in time, like, like you know, but I mean, that's just one of those things like that's, that's the the ex-alcoholic <laughs> you know right I, I you know it's one of those things like I, i'm a person who i have to make I, if i don't make things good with people i can't i'm not gonna be good yeah i can't yeah because i don't feel right yeah until well, you're just like is. a good person no nah, like i'm all right <laughs> i'm all right yeah. I, I as my wife says i'm kind of like david banner and right <laughs> you know yeah, Hulk out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, how do you keep it under control? Well, that's a secret. I'm always angry. I just right. don't look angry. That's right. all. I mean, but that's what anxiety does to you. You know, it, it really, it hypes up all that shit. Mm-hmm. But so you, you've been doing yoga all these years. When did the idea of opening uh, the studio come? Well, I always wanted to open a studio. I'm really I think growing up poor and working a lot makes it really hard for me to have hobbies, which is why instead of just being a musician that sat around and played in my living room, I had to like put out a record and go on tour and be very, you know, this and that. And um, same thing with anything. I uh, wanted to do yoga every day and it's, it's healthy for me. It's healthy for everyone to use my body all day. I would rather move than kind of stagnate. And so I'd, graduated from UF, I'd worked a lot of desk jobs where I'd kind of gotten to the top rung and realized that I didn't really, there was nowhere else to go. Right. 
And all of that entailed me sitting at a desk for nine hours a day. And Mm. I just fortunately had the skills as a yoga teacher to teach yoga and had the skills as a communicator to be able to write up a way to present what we have to offer here and market the studio in that way. And then also I had the administrative skills to run a business. So I um, actually was on the fence whether I should quit my job and go to law school or open a yoga studio and right when I was thinking that I didn't want to work 60 hours a week doing law I got fired and I opened a yoga studio that helped you make your decision I guess thank god I mean the universe works funny don't it I also get scared and I get stuck sometimes so I was going to stay at this job because I was getting a paycheck every week but I wasn't happy and I was staying there because I loved the place that I was working for and I wanted to support it, but I um, I didn't like what I was doing. Yeah. So, yeah. If you don't like what you're doing, that's the key. I yeah. mean, because I never, I, anybody, I mean, especially people in my family, like they've never, none of them are ever happy with their job. I and know. it's like, you could just tell. And I don't, I don't want, you know, like that's the thing. Like me and Chrissy talk about that. I was like, she was always good with me about that. She's like, listen, if this isn't working for you, yeah. and you're going to come home like this, yeah. find okay. something that won't make you come home like this. Yeah. You know, Find that thing that won't, you yeah. know, like you need that. Because mm-hmm. it makes life easier on you when you love your job. Yeah. You know, and I can see why you would love this job. I mean, mm-hmm. you get, you, you probably, it's a pretty chill job. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. It's a lot yeah. of work. It's a lot of work. But, um... But then I get to be around all these people who are committed to being healthy yeah. and, you know, it's nice. Awesome. It's really supportive, like, warm environment. Yeah. And so, so you've been, your, your, your clientele, I guess, you, you're, you're feeling, you're doing good with that and mm-hmm. things are yeah building probably week by week then, huh? Yeah. It's, it's exciting. All, is it, has it yeah. been a lot of word of mouth kind of stuff? Or? Yeah. And I mean, I do all the marketing stuff. Yeah. I do like just Facebook. Uh, Twitter, yeah, 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 flyers. Okay, well, you should uh, you should hook up with me. I'm, I'll put you up on my my page. Okay, Searchlight Yoga. Yeah, 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 and I'll definitely put you up on my Twitter and stuff like that and push it. Awesome. Because I do like little videos and stuff on there. Cool. I periscope sometimes and yeah, try to do what all the young kids are doing. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's like thirty fucking different things now that yeah. you have to. I know. I know. It's like. Because, I mean, I watch a lot of podcasts and YouTube, and, and most of them are comedians, Yeah. the stuff that I watch, and they all do the, you know, and they're, it's like, how, it's like, how do you do your stuff and still, it's like you're, it's like having a promotion company, but you're promoting yourself with all these different, like, right. apps, Yeah. you know, and, and like trying to build this, this uh, podcast is, I mean, it's crazy. It's like, I really haven't done anything yeah. yet, and it's doing its own thing, so I'm just not fucking with anything right you know i'm just gonna just keep doing it this way mm-hmm. and let it naturally do its own thing sure. you know that's yeah. like it's you can build impatience and screw things up yeah you know what i mean and that's mm-hmm. what i usually would do with stuff i get impatient and rush and fuck that's things all, yeah. up and i'm just like no this time i just gotta sit back and do this it's always time to do it a different way is this uh, is this uh is this a is this an idea that maybe something that you'd want to grow bigger like more than one studio uh yeah actually i would like to open another studio it's in gainesville or would you like to like in pensacola one in pensacola 
like would you like to grow like something like that like have something like a yoga type of business where you could oh my god satellite you could totally satellite one in pensacola you got family there yeah you're blowing my mind right now um i don't know i mean i live literally two minutes away from here and so if there's ever anything yeah i don't know i'm the owner well there's four owners but i'm also the manager so I'm the one that's like, oh, there's something wrong, and I can be here yeah, yeah, instantly, yeah. you know. So I don't know. It's hard for me to imagine not being across the street from the thing that. I'm well, it's weird, from. you know. It's like so. It, yeah. it, it, I, I, the universe is funny because when you find the one thing that you love and you're putting that energy out into the universe, usually the universe gives you more than what you're expecting. Yeah, you so really you, just kind of have to take a leap. So you know, and I mean, you took the leap. Yeah. You know, like you did something yeah. that one in a million people do. Well, let me share with you. You want me to share with you? Share so, with me. So <laughs> um, I had a lot of anxiety about branching out in that way. And um, I uh, couldn't figure out because my brain kept telling me that this isn't what I wanted to do. That's what the fear was telling me. Totally. So I learned this exercise from this woman who does marketing. And uh, she runs a business school. And she said... Think about where that excitement or anxiety goes. If it makes you curl inward, then it's not what you want to do. Right. Because you're protecting yourself. If you feel like expansive, mm -hmm. then you need to move forward. And I did feel expansive. I felt like... Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. makes sense. That's yeah. funny. That's... I guess the fear pushing you forward? Yeah. yeah. Or is the fear making you... Is it a good like... fear or a bad fear? Right. Because that meme, yeah. I just actually had a conversation with Chrissy about this yeah. like not too long ago. Yeah. And I just had come... One day had realized, like, like today I had anxiety about doing this mm -hmm. because I was nervous because uh, I look up to you as a musician. You know, you're someone that, I, you, yeah. uh, you know, it's just I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a quiet fan of a lot of people in town and they don't even know it right. just because of the artistry of them as, and, and just who they are as people. Sure. Mm -hmm. And you are one of those people. Cool. You know. Um, but unfortunately my anxiety has kept me my whole life from growing any type of real relationships with these people sure. because of that. Yeah. And that's why, that was my thing. That's why I always bubbled with the boys because that was my comfort zone. Right. You know, for yeah. so long. And, uh, but now I'm saying fuck fear and using that anxiety because I know it's right. outward now. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm using this to try to reconnect with all of you. Awesome. In that sense. That's really you know, cool. and, yeah. and, uh, but this is awesome. I mean, I'm so glad. I'm not going to keep you anymore. I know you got a busy day. This is good. This won't be the only time I'm going to do this. Like, this is something that, sure. like, every six, eight months, I might come back around, see, th see how things see are going. You can get, yeah. yeah, you know, I, it's, this is, you know, this is just a, like I said, this is a way to archive mm -hmm. the things that are happening in this town because I, I think it's important. Right. All the things that have happened. Yeah. Because I, you know, although we've, Definitely had down times and we've lost a lot of good people, mm -hmm. you know, um, but a lot of good people have stayed and yeah. a lot of good people have done a lot of good things. Sure. And that's what needs to be celebrated from back then to now, I feel, because that's to show people the growth as, as we grow, mm -hmm. you know, as human beings and, and, and sharing with people and letting them know that, you know, if you ever feel lonely... I mean, this is what I try to tell people. I mean, you can always find a place where you're going to fit in. Yeah. You know, 
So, but again, Sam, thank you so much for doing this. Yeah. Uh, again, I want to say thank you for all of your artistry and your passion that you've uh, put put out there Thanks. to everybody. It's, yeah. it's uh, I've seen you have an effect on people, and you've Thanks. had an effect on me. Oh, that's kind of you. And uh, well, kind people, you know, you you put it out so it comes back. Well, thanks. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but again, I appreciate you. Um, I love you like a sister. It's nice to reconnect after all these years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this that's a thing, too, I want people to realize. I mean, uh, my anxiety might have kept me away, but believe me, there's a big heart in there that wants to hug everybody. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. I know you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But again, thank you so much. And uh, I think this is amazing. Uh, you are... You're on a rocket ship right now, and it's going up. I know, so, I love it. So up and up. Grab a hold and enjoy the ride. Well, thanks. Thanks for doing this. High five. Yes. Yeah. You guys hear that? That was a high five. <laughs> so everybody out there, thank you so much. Uh, did you have anything else you want to push musically? Like, you got any shows coming up or anything? Got any 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 music stuff coming up anytime soon? Oh, um, if it posts within the next two weeks, we're playing July first. Well, I'm doing a girls rock camp. Yeah, yeah, that's so, coming up, right? Yeah. But and then um. And that girls rock camp is from when to when? I have no idea. I'm just playing the show. Okay, you're just playing the show. Yeah, the lunchtime show. Okay. But then we're playing at PNG. Okay. On July first. Awesome. It'll be an earlier show. So. Okay. Yeah. Acoustic. No, well, I mean, no. No? Yeah. Okay, cool. So yeah. that's why I'm probably doing it earlier. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. Pete, look at look out for those shows, guys, uh, mm -hmm. and ladies, um, and look out for, name of the yoga? Searchlight. Searchlight Yoga. Searchlight Yoga. Uh, check it out. If you all need to free that mind up and uh, find your center. All that. All that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Come here and find it. There's some good people here to take care of you. They're very kind, uh, gracious, and uh, uh, just good people all around. So, uh, again, thank you for listening. You all know how to get a hold of me on Twitter, uh, Tumblr, Pinterest, Periscope, <laughs> Facebook, Tinder. I don't know. Is Tinder a thing now? Uh, I don't know. You're probably not on Tinder. You're I, I think I'm on Slut Roulette, there my wife know. said. My <laughs> wife said I was on She put me on Slut Roulette. No. Sounds good. <laughs> but you all know how to get a hold of me. And uh, thank you for listening. Take care of each other and watch each other's backs. And I appreciate you all very much. And I love you. Y'all take care. Peace. Bye.